broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today on Sports Byline USA. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can catch up on all of our podcasts and, and read our blog and be sure to sign up for our email uh, that we send out Monday through Friday. And so do that on unpackingit.com. We've got an awesome show for you today. We'll be joined by the, the newly inducted Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins, the, the well-known, well-liked safety from the Philadelphia Eagles and Denver Broncos. And he is just an incredible guy. And so uh, I know he'll be inspiring uh, for everyone that, that hears him today. And so stick around for that. Uh, also, at the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This. And I've got some thoughts about Patrick Mahomes and how his last game included five turnovers and, and what he's been doing since that game. They had a bye week and, and Andy Reid's comments about Mahomes and learning from his mistakes. And, and so we'll look at that and then how it uh, relates to our own lives. And so that'll be during our segment, Unpack This. Up next... I'll let you know what I'm convinced of this week. Topics include dominance in sports, a list that came out of the top 10 duos in sports broadcasting in the last 25 years, and I'm thrilled with who was number one. And so we'll get into that right after this. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're just getting started. Thanks for being with us. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacketing with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacketing with Bryce Johnson. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. Check out our website, unpackingit.com, and be sure to subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. It's time right now for a segment we call I'm Convinced, where I take a look at some of the big stories in sports this week and let you know what I'm convinced of. And I've got three for you today. And we'll start with this. I'm convinced I'd rather not watch dominance in team sports. Dominant players, yes. Dominant teams, no. So Duke, Alabama, and the Warriors all come to mind. They're all too loaded and too good. To me, 
you gotta spread the wealth. I don't like when all of the best freshmen are on one team. Think about if we had multiple teams with one of these elite freshmen. And this is coming from a Duke fan. I love Zion Williamson. He's phenomenal to watch. R.J. Barrett has been incredible. But these two guys are on the same team in college. It's just not even fair. Now, I know, they, I know they've lost to Gonzaga, but still, night in, night out, they are dominating teams. And to me, I enjoy watching good games, tight finishes, not getting up by 20 in the first half and then coasting with the backups coming in. Alabama, they didn't just win during the regular season. They dominated. Isn't it more fun to watch entertaining, tight, competitive matchups? Now, it's, it's easy to appreciate or respect the dominance of teams. But especially in college with, with recruiting and all that sort of thing, like certain teams just load up so easily and then they do it every year and it just begins to, to water down the matchups. And I like tight matchups. So I'm convinced that team sports, this is an issue. And in the NBA, the Warriors have been struggling a little bit with Steph Curry, but he's coming back, and they'll turn things around, and they're going to continue to dominate teams, get up in the third quarter by 20 points, and again, coast to the finish. Is that what we want to watch as fans? I don't think it is. Now, I am convinced that individual players that dominate is awesome to watch because think about Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps in their heyday. That was must-watch television. I wanted to see how much could, could Tiger win by. How, how ridiculous of shots could he hit? And, and Michael Phelps, how many times could he win in the Olympics? And even guys like LeBron James or Kobe or Tom Brady or Todd Gurley right now, I mean, he's dominating the, the running game in, in, in L.A. Those types of players, it's fun when, when they dominate within a team sport. But when a team is loaded with, with just more great players than everybody else, I, I just don't enjoy it as much. Now, I'm not saying that there should be rules that, that eliminate this type of thing. I'm not necessarily doing that because good for the Warriors. Some of them took less me- money, and, and, and because of their contracts, it all sort of worked out, and they, they drafted players, and they did a nice job constructing this dominant team. And good for Coach K and, and Nick Saban to recruit the very best players. That's the goal. So I understand it. So I'm not blaming them. I'm just telling you, as a sports fan, I'm convinced that I don't want to watch dominance over and over. Every once in a while, you see a dominant performance. It's great. But night in, night out, week after week, where the games are over at halftime, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not the best situation for me as a fan. Number two, I'm convinced. I wish that players or coaches never left one team and then joined a rival team. It's hard to watch former assistants become head coaches in the same division as their previous team or or players who transfer in the same conference. It was weird when Brett Favre went to the Vikings and those types of situations, it's just hard to see. But the reality is that, that, that rivals mean more to us as fans than players and coaches because they have to make business decisions so this week there was an ongoing conversation about Hugh Jackson who was fired by the Cleveland Browns and then jumps on with the Cincinnati Bengals 
before their matchup uh, last weekend. And Baker Mayfield wasn't very pleased with Hugh Jackson. And it was hard to know, was it because of something when they you know played and coached together? Or, or was it really about Hugh deciding to go in the division with the Bengals? And so after the game, you've seen it by now, but Baker wasn't very you know, friendly with, with Hugh. And then his comments in the media have just been very negative and very transparent and, and just uh, he, he's not hi- holding back or hiding his feelings of, about Hugh Jackson. But I'm convinced Mayfield should have been respectful. Despite any differences, he, he shouldn't have made this such a big deal. It just comes off as immature and unnecessary. He's a rookie quarterback having to prove that he can be a franchise quarterback. They're playing well. It's great to see them have a winning streak. It's it's fun to watch him play because he's he's exciting. He 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 makes the game more fun. But he has to prove that he can be the kind of guy that Cleveland can build around and have sustainable success. And some of this petty little stuff in the media, come on, you got to be above that. It's, this is the NFL. Now, you may not be able to, to, to reconcile everything right away, and th- this is still fresh because Hugh Jackson was fired and you know, the team wasn't doing that great early in the year. And so, well, actually, early in the year they were fine, and then they kind of went on a sl- uh, they slid after that. But whatever the issues were, Mayfield needs to get things together and be a true leader. And, and you just think about other guys like Drew Brees and Tom Brady, and they, they just handle these types of situations so much better. And, and I think Mayfield should look to those guys as examples and, and don't get caught up in, oh, should I give him a, a handshake or not after the game? <laughs> what, what, what is this? Is this, this peewee football? Or are you trying to, try to run away and, and not be in the, uh, the, the handshake line? It's just silly. It really is. Because I, I would love to see Cleveland do well. And, and I want this to continue. And if Mayfield becomes the next, the next thing in Cleveland, man, that, that's great for football. But, but I'm convinced this was, this was just an unnecessary, weak situation that we found ourselves uh, watching in Cleveland. All right, number three. I'm convinced the big lead got it right by naming Pardon the Interruptions hosts Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon number one on their 10 greatest sports media duos of the last 25 years. So I love lists like this, and, and I'm a, a big media guy and, and have been watching sports for so many years. And I must say that ever since middle school, when PTI came on the air, I remember it. I remember seeing the commercials leading up to it. I've been watching them almost every day. Now, of course, things come up. I don't catch it every day, but my intention is to watch PTI every day. And I've seen the show uh, you know, evolve in certain ways, but it's also been so consistent and great day after day, covering the biggest stories in sports, giving unique opinions. Their friendship is phenomenal. It comes through. They're able to argue, but, it, but you know there's you know, not anything deeper. They can hug it out afterward, and, and it, it's just all fun in, in sports talk. So them being number one is, is, is great, and I agree with it. Number two, John Madden, Pat Summerall. Three, Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. Four, Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick. Number five, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. So it's a really good list. And, and the only thing that I would uh, maybe question is they have Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick at number 10. 
And what they did for sports radio was really impressive. And I know they split up at this point, uh, but they had a huge impact on the direction that sports radio uh, went and, and, and just had a huge platform. So I may, I, maybe I would put them uh, a little bit higher, but, but Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick, they were two of my favorites growing up watching Sports Center, and, and then, of course, Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. That was must-watch TV Sunday nights during primetime when, when they'd recap all the games and show the highlights. And then John Madden and Pat Summerall, is there a better way to listen to a, a game, an NFL game, than those two guys paired together and the way they complemented each other? So a fun list, but glad that PTI is number one. Uh, I think that's, that's well-deserved. That's what I'm convinced of this week. Coming up next, Brian Dawkins is our guest right here on Unpacking It. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Joining us right now on Unpacking It is Brian Dawkins. He is a Hall of Fame safety and a fan favorite who spent 16 seasons in the NFL with the Eagles and Broncos. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, and the first player in NFL history to record at least 30 interceptions and 30 forced fumbles in a career. He played his college football at Clemson, but he's also a father, husband, and a man of faith. You can check out his website, BrianDawkins.com. Brian, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely blessed. Thank you for having me, brother. Man, well, we're, we're excited about today, and, and, and we'll start with kind of what you're up to now because you, you spent two seasons working in the Eagles front office as a football operations executive. You were a part of the Super Bowl win, but then you decided to step down in May to pursue other passions. So how has that been going, and, and what exactly are you up to now? Well, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it was a, whirl, it was a whirlwind. It was something that I didn't expect to be back in Philadelphia, to, to be honest with you. That was something the Lord put on my heart to do, um, to go back to the facility and to, to, to do what I can to, uh, to help in different ways and having different conversations. Um, but that fire and that, that determination and that, that um, drive just changed. Hmm. You know, I, soon after the uh, Super Bowl, I began to pray for Father, what, what's next? Do you want me to continue on this path? as far as executive role goes, or what do you want me to do? And I've really began to feel the pulling and tugging to do what I'm doing now. Um, and at that time, I didn't know exactly what that was going to be, so it was you know, some, some nervousness in it. Yeah. But then God gave me a vision. He gave me a vision of what he wanted me to do with my story, the things that I've gone through um, in my life, and to begin to, to build a platform to, to really have people talk about certain things differently, especially mental health talk about those type of things differently. That's not the only thing, but there's a lot of, um, a lot of the things that I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, revolves around uh, speaking about the things that I've gone through, the things that I've conquered, and the things that yet I still conquer. Every day it's a conquering. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, that's one, that's, those are some of the things that I'm doing. I'm opening my own company, start my own company. That's in the works and start my own foundation as well. As well. So those are other things that I'll be doing. Yeah, well, no, it's all very exciting. And so what was that process like then of, 
of walking away from th- this executive role. And because I, I think that people can relate to that when we feel that tug of, okay, God's, God's leading me to do something different. What was kind of your takeaway just from that process and what you learned through that? Well, it, it was, it was, um, it was scary. And people may like, why, why would you be scared? You know, you played 16 years and, you know, I'm pretty, you seem to be a guy that um, was pretty smart with his money. It's, it was not just about that. If you think about the fact that since I've left college, through high school, I've always been up under, I would call a big brother. Hmm. So when I, what I mean by that is when I left Clemson, when I left high school, excuse me, I went to Clemson. So I was under that big brother of Clemson. When I left Clemson, I went to Philadelphia. So I was under that big brother as a worker. I was doing things under that um, organization. When I left Philly, where did I go? I went to Denver. So that's another big brother. When I left Denver, retired for a little while, and then I went up under ESPN. Yep. So I was blessed to be with ESPN. Once I left ESPN, I came back to the Eagles. So I've never really stepped out and really did, uh, did anything on my own, so to speak. Hmm. And so that hmm. was really the Lord pushing me and saying, no, I need you to step out, not on your own, but yes, on your own, but I'm going to be leading you and directing me. So you have to be tuned in to everything that I'm saying. So that's where I am. And so that's where I stepped out into that, into that stretch, as some people call it, stretching myself. Um, and really trusting God, really trusting him to direct me to the right people, to have the right conversations so that I can share what it is he has on my heart with those individuals in order to, for me to build something that, that he wants me to build. Ah, I love it. Brian Dawkins, Hall of Fame Safety, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and so you, you mentioned starting up a business, starting up a foundation, and, and, and so the foundation's getting going here soon, but it will be the Brian Dawkins Increase foundation so so why that word increase and and what does that mean to you the word increase um is a powerful word when i went to philadelphia it's going to be the catalyst increase foundation and and, and when when that when i went to philadelphia um that's one of the things that god put on my heart that he wanted me to be a catalyst to that organization to be a catalyst in the building to be a catalyst to the players to be a catalyst you know in the front office and, and whatever i step into the catalyst to the cafeteria like wherever I can step in and have a conversation to bless anybody. I'm listening and blessing people from the shadows. I will do that. And I was doing that because God put that on my heart. And so that same premise, that same premise of increase, I want to now take to my foundation. And my foundation is to help bless people as with increase mentally, spiritually, and physically. And that's pretty much my plan for everything that I do going forward. But in, in my foundation, it will be going mainly towards those individuals, especially single moms that have gone through traumatic things in their lives. So mm. single mom, obviously with children that have gone through traumatic things. So I want to be able to bless them, to give them the hope that they need when they go through those, go through those traumatic situations to help them and their children see the light beyond you know, the darkness that they may have been falling, off, off, falling upon. Wow. It's powerful stuff. Brian Dawkins. And, and so along with that, you, you're also very passionate about uh, reaching, reaching men and, and reaching all people. But, but you've been doing the, the Better Man Challenge, and you've already done two of them, and, and you've got another one coming up. But, but kind of take us into the, the heart behind the Better Man Challenge and, and what you're trying to accomplish as you motivate and encourage guys to, to get behind this. Yes. Um, and the premise behind the Better Man challenge, conference, and everything else is 
the reason why that this world is is where it is is because of um in my opinion the lack of men understanding what a man really is mm. and what a godly man is and when men really stepping up and taking the responsibility for doing the things that we're supposed to be doing as men. Like sometimes we have been taught to be a man by absolutely the wrong people. Sometimes mm. uncles, sometimes people that are just, were just out to get their own in life men that weren't being men that they were thought that they were being men, but they weren't. And you actually learning some bad examples. Television teaches us how to be absolutely jacked up men mm. and you still can get money. You still can get your women and all those things. Well, when, when God began to deal with me about manhood and teaching me what a man really is and how I'm supposed to be covering my household, how I'm supposed to be the foundation piece in my household, covering my wife, my children, I'm supposed to be speaking the word over them. Like, I wanted to then have people understand, men that is, understand that this dude that you've seen play the game of football for all these years, Yes, he has issues. He's had issues. He's not the superhero that you think he is. He's a he was in a, he was a broken dude at one time. All of those things changed when I accepted Christ into my life. And as I began to really walk and really begin to learn and really begin to study and go through the things that he had me go through so that I can learn some of those things, I really began to see a different way of living. And because of the disciplined life that I now live, I'm able to experience the things that I experience. So this is what I want to do. This is what he wanted me to do, excuse me, is to begin to share with people, share with men. Not And the, the challenge is for men, but if, you, if women can do the challenge as well, it's not something that women can't gain increase from it as well. But I really wanted to challenge men because, once again, I wanted to really um, offer that challenge and look a guy in his face and say, are you willing to take this challenge? And have him say yes, so we can take it, do this thing together. But I really wanted to begin to show the people that a disciplined life, a disciplined life is a powerful life. Mm. A disciplined life, when you live a life of discipline, when you tell your body, and I, I, I say this quite often, that you know, my, my, my disciplined life, tells my emotions to shut up and get in line. <laughs> if my emotions try to get out of line and it wants to do what they want to do, my disciplined life tells them, nope, I know what you're trying to do. Enemy, I know what you're trying to do. But what we are going to do is we're going to continue right on this schedule and this, this plan that I have, this, this discipline that we do, that I do, and that I'll, automatically my emotions begin to dwindle, come down, come under submission so that I can be the righteous man that God has called me to be. So now I want to challenge men. I want to give them specific things to do. They say it takes 21 days to create a new habit, and it, I think 40 days to really submit that habit. So I took one day off and just added 20. So obviously I like the number 20. <laughs> That's right. And really begin to challenge men to do, do, do this discipline. Try this discipline out. Try it for 20 days and see what it does. See, don't, see, see, don't, See, don't you uh, gain a different perspective of your relationship with God by doing this challenge? And the first two challenges actually was one challenge. I added some things onto it because it's the foundation piece. And I believe that the foundation piece takes, should take longer. Mm. So I extended it from 20 days to 40 days so that people can really, really walk that thing out for 40 days and really begin to see the benefits of a disciplined life. I love it. It's awesome. You can find out more at Brian Dawkins. 
com and see just how how doable this challenge is but how powerful it can be in your life and and to to really represent that discipline in your own life so encourage people to check out bryandawkins.com and and check out the the, the better man challenge and, and we're going to take a, a quick break here on Unpacking It, but we're just getting started with the Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins. we got to ask him all about that and uh, more about his faith and his family when we return right here on Unpacking It. The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. What's up, everyone? This is former Carolina Panther and Ohio State Buckeye, Nate Sally, the Audible Coach with your Audible Minute, presented by Paradigm 360 Coaching and Consulting. As we all know, last week was Thanksgiving, and as I sat in my home, which was jam-packed full of family, I couldn't help but look at everyone and have an attitude of gratitude all weekend. Having a large portion of our closest family all under one roof was truly a blessing. As we all gathered in the living room and kitchen each night, my wife tasked me with being a DJ. Talk about pressure. (laughs) Each night I felt responsible for setting the tone for how each evening was going to turn out, simply as a result of my song selection. Looking back on it, this scenario reminds me of the role we are expected to play as men of our households. How we carry ourselves, the way we treat our wives, how we raise our children, the way we respond to hardships, they all set the tone for the life our families are likely to live and the legacy our last names will carry for generations to come. I pray for us all to focus on setting a positive tone today through living a life of joy, compassion, and servitude. For our accomplishments may please men, but what we do for others pleases God. Set the tone. Once again, this is Nate Sally, the Audible Coach. Thank you for your time, and don't forget... Be encouraged. God loves you. Dream out loud. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. Hope you're doing well today. We are thrilled to be joined by the Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins. Spent 16 years in the NFL with the Eagles and the Broncos as a safety. And he's really doing some awesome things right now since kind of stepping away a little bit from uh, being involved in, in football day to day and really challenging people to, uh, to live the disciplined life. And, and so we're, we're thrilled to have him a part of the show today. And, and Brian, we, we've got to hear just about the, the Hall of Fame experience. And, and I'm curious, so, so you, you got inducted in August. How has your life changed since being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, wow. It's, uh, <laughs> the, um, the Hall of Fame itself, the, the experience itself was, was tremendous. Um, it exceeded my expectations because of what God um, put on my heart to share on stage. And so the whole time that I knew it was almost like game day build up to the game. Like I was basically in game mode when I stepped on stage and all week long when I was so thankful, I was trying my best to be around as many of my fans as possible. I was trying to, you know, uh, just really share the experience, taking videos and sharing the experience with as many people as, as possible for that time to really get to the point to really just give God thanks. Mm. 
and thank him for allowing me to be the individual that he poured the gifts into so that I can then give that same pouring of gratitude back out to others. Mm. And so like afterwards, it's, you know, it's been a whirlwind. And I would tell you, I, I obviously we don't have the time for me to go into the details, but like the, the attack on my family, me and my family spiritually was so heavy wow. before that, before that week, before Hall of Fame week, I'm telling you, it was so heavy. There was other things happening, you know, cars breaking down, people stealing from us. It was so many things going on mm. that I was really like, man, that like the enemy is really trying to take me out. Ooh. I can really feel, I really felt like he was trying to take me and my wife out. And so me fasting and, and getting into a place that I can then get to the Hall of Fame to deliver the message that God had me to, to deliver on that stage. Mm. So afterwards now, I've had so many people, I mean, close probably into the thousands now of individuals DMing me and me conversating with them on, on my uh, social media accounts of how that message uh, not just uh, resonated with them, but it helped them. Mm. It helped them see someone in my position talk about the weaknesses that I had and yet still have in some cases yeah. and how God is the ultimate strength in my life, how having my relationship with not religion, but not my relationship with God is the ultimate foundation of the stress that I walk in every day. In. So I'm now able to share that on a different platform, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I yeah. have a, a, a grander platform to talk to people in Brazil. I've had people conversations with cats from Brazil and Turkey and, and, and Germany. I've seen, you know, people that, don't even speak the English language. I see a whole bunch of squiggles and lines on my on my message board, and I have oh. no idea what that says. Man. But I again, so, but but the message is reaching. Like the message is going outside of football. So I love the fact that I was blessed to play the game of football. But that was just, that that was the beginning of 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 what God has for me going forward. Amen. So this platform, me being where I am now, I have the uh, ability now to speak. The men who who've never touched the field. Mm. Speak to men who've never stepped on a court, who's never stepped on ice, the hockey heist or the or the pitch, who've never done any of those things, but yet still the enemy's still trying to get them. Mm. Negativity is still trying to crush them. And the dark side, which we all have that negative side of us, is still trying to cause them to do something that would prevent them from being everything that God called them to be. Wow. That's powerful stuff. Brian Dawkins, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's a Hall of Fame safety, spent 16 years in the NFL with the Eagles and the Broncos. And, and just to continue the, this conversation about your, your Hall of Fame speech, because it was so inspiring to a lot of people, the, the, the one line that really stood out to, to me personally, and I, I just want to share today, what was when you, you talked about how your success always came on the back end of pain. And so usually we view pain as a bad thing and we try to avoid it, but, but you just shared an incredible perspective on it. And so when you look back on your life, it's kind of funny to say, but how valuable has pain been to you? Pain has been so valuable. And I meant every word of what I said. Every, I was from my heart and every, every word that I said, I meant it and I mean it to this day. Yeah. Like the pain that I have gone through, not just in my spiritual life, like, understand this. Let, let me break this down for the athletes. All right. So the pain that I put myself through in conditioning tests, guess what it brought out of me more. Mm. 
Guess what the pain that I wore, that I did, the soreness and the pain that I went through by actually uh, um, pushing up the weight, more weight, increasing my weight load. Guess what it did? It got me stronger. Yeah. So the, so the things that actually help us to grow are things that in the natural that we do upon ourselves to increase the load for us. Hmm. So why do we think all of a sudden in the spiritual life is different? No, it's, 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 it's similar. God knows that you will never, me and you be, we, we, we understand together, oh, yeah. that he knows that, me and, he knows that me and you, we won't. If we could, we would sit on the couch and just grow. But, we, <laughs> but you don't grow in comfort. You don't grow in comfort. He knows that. So God actually allows you to go through things because he knows he's put something in you, and he knows that the only way that you're going to actually get up to study your word more is for him to send you through something. The only way you're going to truly pray more, when you're, especially when you're younger, is when you have to go through something. You don't have the answers to. You start building up stress and anxiety and depression. Now i got to dive into the word. Now i got to see. I need answers. I don't have the answers to this, so I'm going to have to go somewhere else I don't have the answers to. He knows that. So that's why he sends those problems, those pressures, those storms, as we call them. That's why that pain is so significant in my life. Because the things that I have learned, the things that I have now as wisdom came from pain. It came from me either doing dumb stuff or I didn't listen to wisdom, but somebody else was giving me and I went through it myself. And now I have that as a part of me to now share with other people. Mm, so strong. So pain, pain, is, pain is important. Pain is so important. It, it, it's so strong. And, and just, yeah, I appreciate your, your perspective on that because I, I think a lot of times – we just, uh, yeah, we, we try to avoid it, and, and we see it so negatively. And in the moment, it is, but, but as, we, as we get through it and trust God through it, it's amazing what he can do in it. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that. And, and, and one final thought on the, the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony, and, and it's, it's just such a special day. I always love that every year, and, and for you, uh, it was cool. But, but I thought what you did for your wife was really special as well. Of, of course, you get the gold jacket, but, but you gave her a, a gold, I don't even know what you call it, but uh, a, a scarf type of thing to, to really honor your, your wife. And so I'm just curious, as, as you look back at, at your marriage, what, what are some words of wisdom you can share today with our audience that, that you've learned and implemented in marriage and just how important your wife has been in your own life? Wow. Wow. Um, the the reason why I did that to, for my beautiful bride, for Connie, is uh, she has really been, before I was the man of God that, you, that you're talking to right now, um, you know, she, was a, she was a strong rock. She was a firm rock on, in, in a lot of areas when it comes to stability, when it comes to not you know, venturing off doing stupid stuff. You know, she, you know, if, in the beginning, I had to stop doing some of the stupid stuff that I was doing because I, had, I wanted to be with her. Mm. So she was, she's been a, such a, um, a strong person in my life in, in that regard. But here's the other thing that I really wanted to do when I, by presenting that to her. So like she has been a superstar in my life. She has. Mm. She has been a, she's been a, a grounding influence. I told you is, is one of the reasons I'm still here today is because of her. Not just praying for me, but she's actually one of the first people that really cornered me and made me go talk to somebody about the problems that I was having so that I can you know, really begin to allow God to, to minister in me, um, you know, during that time. So I wanted to present that to her because I wanted her to, 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 to know what it feels like to get a, to get a standing ovation. Mm. 
because because of the, the superstar she is, the all I got called my Hall of Fame wife. What she's been in my life and how instrumental that she has been in my life. There's so many other details I can go into. We don't have the time, but she's been so influ- influential in my life. And I really begin to really think about it after I did it. Is that like when you look at the way that it works? Sometimes you know one of the happiest days of a woman's life is when the, is the um, is the ceremony for the wedding. Yeah, you know, everything is riding up for that day, and kind of everything else is downhill. For a lot of for a lot of women, for different reasons, you know, men we forget stuff. We don't be the man that we're supposed to be, and we only do things because we know that they like us to do them. But I wanted to do something outside of all of those things and present something to her and give her give her the um, give her that feeling of yeah. what it felt like when see people looking at her on her wedding day. I wanted her to feel that again. I wanted her to feel that she's more important to me. It's not just that one day she's important, that she's important to me every single day. And if I can provide that type of thing for her every day, I probably would try to. But in this instance, I was able to do it. So, like, I guess you're asking me, what would I do? And what would I advise? I would advise men to go outside of the norm for your bride. Mm. Go outside of the norm. Sometimes it's simplistic stuff. You don't have to always, it's not always extravagance. Think outside of the box. Look at her. I mean, what, what did you do to get her? All the things that you said, the dating and all those things. And, and now the life happens, kids happens, job happens. Now you get into a rut of every day just existing with her. She, they, they, you know, wife becomes your roommate. Mm. Oh, oh, change that dynamic. Find a way. I, I noticed this in my life, and I'm speaking for myself here only. I notice I make time for those things that are important. That's right. I make time. When I want to go do something, I make that time. Mm. Want to go play golf when I was playing golf? I made it time. When I want to work out, now I make the time to go work out. So the things that I want, I make happen. And I found that to be true for not just me, but for a lot of us. For the things that you really want to do, you want to go, you know, hang out with the boys or do, you make that time happen. Mm. But when it comes to the bride, we don't do that because we become comfortable mm. get out she needs to know that she's important and my wife needs to know this every day she needs to hear and see and and and, 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 and from my touches know that she is the love of my life every day it's good every day man that's a ch- that's a great challenge for for all of us today it's so encouraging to hear and, and just uh man i appreciate you saying all that he's brian dawkins Hall of Fame safety. Really appreciate all your insight today, and it's just so encouraging to, to talk with you. He's Brian Dawkins, and, and man, we'll, we'll do this again, uh, but, but glad we at least uh, scratched the surface a little bit to, to hear all that you're doing right now and uh, encourage people to check out BrianDawkins.com. Sign up for the Better Man Challenge. Find out all about that. Check out his line of hats. Next time we'll have to talk more about that. And, uh, and, and some of the other cool merchandise that he has on BrianDawkins.com. But, Brian, Please. really appreciate it. That one, one last thing, 15 seconds. Man, I, I, the last thing I'll say is this. When, if, you're st- if you're tired of living in stagnant, stagnation, if you're tired of just existing here on earth, if you want to actually live life on purpose, check me out. Check what, what the Lord is doing in my life that I'm giving to you to provide for you, for you to take ownership of so you can live your better life today. Amen. I love it. BrianDawkins.com. 
He's Brian Dawkins, the Hall of Fame safety, 16 years in the NFL with the Eagles and Broncos, joining us here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. All right, this is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Each week, we wrap up the show with a segment we call Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off their bye week, and their last game was epic against the Rams when they lost 54-51. to Both teams were incredible, and Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw six touchdowns and close to 500 yards. However, he also accounted for five turnovers, including three interceptions and two lost fumbles. As a young player, he's expected to make some mistakes, but head coach Andy Reid trusts he'll learn from them and be better the next time. Reid recently explained, you don't hide it, you go back and evaluate it. How did those things happen? And then how do you fix them so they don't happen again? So we've done that. One thing about Pat is that he doesn't make the same mistake twice. That's not been his MO here. I'm not worried about that. I want him to keep firing, learn from your mistakes, but keep firing. This perspective is great, and I believe it translates easily into our own faith journeys because we all make mistakes, slip up, misread a situation, and often fail. Even though our intention isn't to turn the ball over, sometimes it happens. We don't want to continue in a pattern of sin, though, but rather recognize the issue. When we don't hide it, but instead use it to grow, we can keep firing toward a life of obedience. Our response in these situations can be similar to that of the psalmist when he says, Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Today, as we live in grace and forgiveness because of Jesus, let's ask God to show us what we can learn from our mistakes and how we can keep firing as we improve and repent. By fully depending on God, he can give us the strength to avoid repeatedly making the same mistakes. So I hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins, and he was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.